The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. Power of Water is the theme of our show. All going into, uh, it won't be long, we'll be into our seventh year. We've had well over 500 guests throughout the period of time. We've been in Kenya, we've been in different parts all over the world, in Holland, here throughout the United States, to learn more about our living with this planet. And the something I was going to bring out today with our show is when you're living with the planet Earth, you're a guest on here, really, because you want to learn how to live with the Earth itself. People think that Earth should learn to live with them, It's the other way. We need to learn to live with the planet Earth and the universe that it's surrounding. And what can we do to improve nature? And nature can be improved, and that's something our guest today, we're going to be talking about, Winston Keogh. Winston's been on our show many times. He's a researcher and founder of Go Beyond Organic. He lives in Clearwater, Florida. And today the topic is going to be nanotechnology and how it affects you. Nature. What is going on out there that we can learn to improve ourselves? How we live with it? Can we live longer? Can the planet be here for eternity and not become the desert sand? The one thing we learned about the air, my research is into not only water, but also the air we're living in. That water vapor in the air that we're living in is important to you individually. The moment you're born and you're in that delivery room, at that moment, you're no longer surrounded by water. Your life began. There are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, and much more. And you've learned your DNA has got a different story. It's going to tell the world about who you are. Your dehydration of that moment of water loss begins all the way to your passing to death. So what we do with the show is try to prioritize water on earth is at a crisis, fresh water. It's priceless. You couldn't pay enough because what happened here is we forgot that the water that comes to earth through the rain way back in time had a a nature to providing us a behavior of an organism to be able to communicate and be healthy. The water has an organism, we are an organism, earth is an organism of life. Everything is living together. That your life on earth, the moment you were born, had to begin with water. And the vapor in the air today is not as, 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 as dominant as it maybe should be in different parts of the world because the world to become a desert sand or worlds did not have enough, different parts of our globe don't have enough fresh water. 
on the surface of the globe. The fresh water is getting in, in, in the aquifers, but streams are getting smaller, rivers are getting smaller, smaller, lakes are getting smaller with fresh water. Isn't that strange how all that rain comes down and we have all that flooding? And for some reason, we didn't understand with all the human technology and the brilliance of all of our forefathers and today that we're not learning how to utilize that water with 100%. We're going after solar. We're going after everything else, but we're not going after the water first. And the water is the priority or we wouldn't be here or we wouldn't have the planet. And it's the priority of the vapor of water that's in the air called humidity. It must be there. It's important. When they invented indoor conditions to save money, I've said this many times, they insulated the windows, they insulated the walls. They forgot that that would cause anybody indoors, that's indoors very often, to have very little moisture in the air to survive. And moisture in the air helps you detoxify. And that's why on this show we talk every week about how important water is to you, your lifestyle, dehydration is your life and your health, hydration is vital, and to drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day with no added ingredients. If you add an ingredient, it makes it too heavy to absorb into the body. Always remember that. And if it's a hot day, oh, look, ice water will taste okay and absorb because it's a hot day, hot day and your skin is out of control dehydrating because the skin opens up on a hot day. But if the day is cooler and it's a cold day, always drink room temperature water. But no added ingredients. It's vital. If you're tired, you're stressed, you're exhausted, just remember that's a dehydration symbol. If you're eating too much, that's dehydration. If you're not digesting your food, that's dehydration. If you're not eating enough, that could be dehydration. So remember, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. Did you know when your eyes are burning and you're blurry and you're tired and you're itching eyes, it shows a dehydration in the eye. Did you know at the surface of your eye and what's called a tear film, in the aqueous layer, the surface of the eye at the cornea is 98% water. It's not an eye drop formulation. It's not salt water. It's water. You must learn to mist, to supplement, like a quench of water to your eyes. Someday, nature's tears eye mist will become a habit like your toothbrush. It is vital that your eyes have that quenching. Give it the thirst quenching that it requires with Nature's Tears Eye Mist. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Winston K.O. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Winston, are you with us? Yes. Uh, after the first show, <laughs> I have some special things to tell you, too. All right, tell us it. Tell what are you, uh, but now that before, as before we get started, you've been on the show before. But anybody listening for the first time or goes into our archive, or, and by the way, I want to tell the listeners to go to the Sharon Kleina Facebook and the Sharon Kleina Twitter, and we're heard on also Apple iTunes with Envoice America. And Winston, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get going so people get, re, get to know you better. Oh, okay. So basically, I've been des- uh, designing and inventing new processes for agriculture. And of course, in agriculture, the number one thing is water and nutrition to the plants and animals. So a lot of the technology that I discover in agriculture, I bring over to the human health. Right. And one of the things that I wanted to mention about the hydration, just before we change the subject, uh, is uh, reverse osmosis water. And that's one of the waters that are least hydrating, and unfortunately it's 90% of the bottled waters, and it's also 90% of the water filters that most people have at their homes. That's reverse osmosis water. Right. And uh, even if you add the salt back uh, to the water, it's still not a good water. You know, I've had doctors, Winston, I've had different uh, scientists around the world say, Sharon, we call that dead water. It is the deadest possible It doesn't have any organic life in it that attracts to the uh, organic. Actually, it has the exact opposite. It actually does attract life but not exactly. the kind of life that we like. It's putrefaction, it's disease form of life. So it still attracts, but not the stuff we would like to it's be all, the only different. The only thing it has is it's wet. <laughs> uh, yes, and even that is uh, got qualifiers on the word wet. <laughs> yeah, right. It depends upon if it absorbs, but again, it's, it's wet. But, uh, yes, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a very important part of my research is but I don't get into it too commonly. I like it to have other people reinforce my the the osmosis water. And they've they've said forever that that the heavier the water, the dirtier the water, the lighter the water, the cleaner the water. And it, the, the when you it's have to have a living true water, only up to a degree, only yeah. to a degree, because you know reverse osmosis water has no minerals. However, many people who grow or sprout seeds will frequently find that their seeds. Uh, get fungus growing among the seeds, right. and they blame that it's a bad batch of seeds. That's incorrect targeting. Mm-hmm. It's actually the water that they're using that's incorrect. And can you imagine, Winston, what they're finding out there over and over for so long, and now reinforcing the research as, as uh, and documentation of fact that you are what the water you're drinking is. Mm-hmm. It's, 
if you don't like water or you're not drinking healthy water or I had somebody call me one time uh, and she said, you know, Sharon, I heard about your water and your study of water and you need to know my family's well water was not healthy for me and nobody knew it because nobody else in the family, Winston, was sick. And then all of a sudden, after years of being sick, years of all these challenges to her health, they found out she was allergic to the water. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, that has got to be common, really, with a lot of people that are having health issues. In in 20 years of business, I've only seen four reports that came from well waters that were perfectly good that did not need filtration. Yeah. Four reports in 20 years. That's a really horrible statistics. Yes. Because we do hundreds of them per year. So, you know. That kind of gives you a gist of how most of the well waters are contaminated and that anybody drinking well water should at least go out and get a water test. That's not this the dollar exactly. 75 Everybody not the with well water one. should always have an – you know, I don't want the government to get larger, but the government is there for an infrastructure of our country and our, and our um, safety. There and, uh, should be a rule that uh, people uh, would have to go and have a test every year on their water. Yes, and you have to really watch up when it comes to water testing, like the cities, they'll give you an average, an average out of one or two or three years average. That's that's just playing with statistics. Right. And uh, unfortunately, this kind of a practice is becoming very common. Well, they found it out too, Winston, when they started putting fluoride in waters thinking that they could uh, tamper with the water. Well, they found that many children were allergic to that, to that fluoride. Oh, they, they, fluoride is basically toxic. Fluoride is basically the main ingredient that's in Prozac. Right? Prozac is fluoroxetine, pharmaceutical-grade fluoride. And actually, Prozac's fluoride is a lot cleaner than the fluoride that they put in our drinking water. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, so... Now, where would our audience go to find that subject at? What would they type in? Oh, just type in the water, uh, the word fluoride, and you'll find two or three different organizations that uh, mm-hmm. are anti-fluoride, and they have all the documentations. Mm-hmm. I mean, the documentation so that uh, fluoride is not good is so thick and so voluminous, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But because it's a political agenda uh, that if people are forcing it down uh, uh, cities, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. While Europe has banned the fluoridation, uh, Hawaii has banned fluoridation, uh, the, the war is not over. Uh, like Hawaii, the, the, the fluoride people are back in Hawaii and trying to put it back in again, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, where I live in Pinellas County, had uh, taken fluoride out last year. Mm-hmm. And this year they put it back in again. Wow. And they basically went in there and took out all what? the city what? commissioners what? that uh, voted it out. And replaced them with new city commissioners that were paid by the dental association for their campaign and put them back in. And they didn't. Now, let's back up about the dental association for a second. I'm going to challenge you on something there. What are they going to get out of it? Uh, if people without, if they're, uh, 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 maybe they're getting out of it that the people no, without are not being. fluoride in the water, they will lose a minimum of 25 percent or more of people getting dental fluorosis. That will account for 90% of a dental cosmetics. Yeah, dental, I have a lot of dentists on my team and uh, surgeons and, and more. And uh, I've never heard anyone go after the dental profession, but I could see where the persons that are selling the fluoride yes. itself, uh, they would go, it's kind of like saline solution. 
saline uh, the saline solution has been out there a long time. It's been sold a long time. It's known by the audience. It's been sold by these huge companies. And saline solution, though they keep pounding the pavement. Oh, you ha- saline is a very good product. Saline leaves a residue. Saline leaves a crust. It depends upon what you're using it for, that it, w- it should be invented for. And they're finding out the air is causing it to dry too quickly. And uh, it isn't, it isn't a function with the vapor of water in the air the way they would hope it should. And the saline solution companies do not care, Winston, at right. all. They're, well, we- they're not going to lose any money. Well, to steer our program back to its original title, which was on nanotechnology, we definitely need to touch that. that. So, uh, basically, for the audience, if you don't know what nanotechnology is, basically able to make a particle, let's say calcium, has a certain size. They can make the calcium a thousand times, ten thousand times, a hundred thousand, a million times smaller than its original size. So this is why you're starting to see vitamins and food products and cosmetics and all kinds of plastics are coming out with nanotechnology because they're a whole lot smaller and they're a whole lot more efficient. But there's a catch-22 that nobody wants to talk about, and that is once they make these things one million times smaller or even 100,000 times smaller, these particles will never, ever go back to its original size. Therefore, these farm particles, once they go into the environment, are still going to be taken up by the soil-based microorganisms. Plants and life in general is going to have to deal with this never-ever-seen-before particle. They're going to create new compounds, new chemicals never seen before. What's the, and, what's the uh, organic, not organic, the organism you know, organic of our atmosphere? Organic chemistry and inorganic <laughs> chemistry is completely changed on the subject of uh, nanotechnology, because let's just stick to something simple, like a calcium. Once you start making it many tens of thousands of times to millions of times smaller, they display totally different physical properties. In other words, their melting point changes, all the ability to permeate a membrane, all of those things change across the board. So this element may be still called calcium, but boy, does it carry a whole slew of completely and entirely different properties than what we'd normally consider calcium. So the body well, the first thing that comes through my mind or not absorb the choice of the body has been yeah. removed because they're so small they'll just go right through any membrane. Now the first thing that comes through my mind is the word absorption. In right. other words, it's not absorbing. Uh, oh, because it's, of, it's of the strength. The opposite. It's absorbing an incredible rate. The okay, oh, so it's absorbing too fast. against okay. absorbing it. Okay, don't, don't pretend problem. like when you're a teacher that you don't, that nobody understands what you do. So you've got to teach. Now, uh, so it is absorbing way too fast to be able to absorb in the proper um, uh, rate or quantity. Like the, They're built a certain size so that they, the body has a choice. Oh, yes, we want this amount of calcium. But exactly. The body has to, amount. yes, right. The, it, yes. And, and no two people dehydrate the same. So no two people are going to be uh, absorbing at the same. Right. So now you have these farm particles where the body does not have a choice. Okay. When the particle shows up, it's coming through. Okay. And the discussion, right? So this is now my you've concern. been studying the agriculture. 
of, and, uh, uh, of what they're doing. And they're doing that to our fertilizers. So they're doing it to a lot of things. And they're doing it to foods, vitamins. Uh, just if you type in um, uh, nanotechnology, you will see the subjects that are under nanotechnology are just shockingly voluminous. I mean, there's like a hundred different subjects. They even have DNA self-replicating nanotechnology. I mean, th- this is like space opera, sci-fi movie, except it's real. Mm-hmm. They can replicate themselves now. Now, who's doing that? Oh, the, the universities and colleges, all these kids are just, you know, they're playing God. And, and they, they're, they're like oblivious to the dangers. They're, they're not taking any safety precautions. Uh, there is no governing laws. Now, which like companies are out there exercising uh, and selling it? Oh, uh, the, 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 there's hundreds, maybe thousands of companies at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I did my original research like three, four years ago, there was only three or four hundred products. Now it's like add several zeros to my three or four hundred. That's it's just across from car polish to cosmetics on people's face to vitamins, food particles. Uh, I mean, you name it. Uh huh. Yes, there is somebody. Everybody is using nanoparticles. It is so efficient, and there there's so no regulations on it, so that People just going, they're looking at the benefits, the benefits, and there's lots of them. Uh, people are just ignoring that the potential hazardous, which we have not yet learned about, so we can't even say so that. So it's a, it's a new universe, it's a new matter. exploration, and, and the uh, audience, everybody on Earth is, is, is the laboratory Petri dish to see if this will work. And as I say, people say, well, you don't know that it's bad. I go, that is true, and neither do you. (laughs) And and I says, just because we don't know it's good or bad doesn't mean we should just wantonly use it. Now, I'll I'll take you to my side of my studies. uh, I'm a believer of something, that once you arrived in that delivery room and you began your life, or you weren't surrounded by water anymore. Your particular Winston's dehydration at that moment became unique to you. Right. Uh, no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints, DNA, and I could go on and on. Right. Your walk of life as a person, every single living thing, I don't care if you're the leaf on a tree, a trunk on the tree, or a flower, or a, a soil on the ground. It's all a living organism depending upon hydration, water, moisture, right. water vapor. So as they begin to experiment to try to, for Earth to live longer and people to live healthier on Earth, they're going out and learning more experimentations at taking nature but the th- at trying to learn how to improve it. But my, how I look at everything, Winston, is what is going to happen to the dehydration of the soil living with the, with the air we're living with, the water vapor. And if the soil is pulling out too much water vapor too quickly, or if the soil and all that we're living with with wildlife on Earth, because soil is alive, if if we're not careful, we're gonna uh, it's gonna go faster, uh, and yes, we won't be able to keep up. There's a several technologies that is causing the dehydration of planet Earth, and one of the things is windmills. I agree. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. I have said to so many people, I do not believe in those windmills. Yeah, the the windmills in 
North of uh, Europe, you know, uh, they had like four or five hundred square miles of those windmills. Well, the wind blows straight on. Can you imagine what they're doing to the cloud system? Yeah, so Africa is drying up like there's no tomorrow. Well, yeah. because the winds are. Uh, it it the, changes the cloud system. It changes the at, in, in the atmosphere because right. they're they're. Uh, I I know I I it's just startling that they haven't figured out what. Oh, they, they what figured it out. They're just uh, keeping it. A muzzle. They because just don't want to talk about it. They, they know about this. Totally, yeah. totally know about this. Anybody who is in the process of drawing things know we always use a fan. We always use wind because wind, when blow, it when it's blowing, it always dries things out. It does. It and does. It, it just because and on it one also end of the affects- fan there's high moisture, when it goes through the fan blades, it changes frequencies. Exactly, and it drops but also the moisture when out. It, if, if it's windy outside, the clouds are reacting to a wind to right. go whatever to the wind. Uh, climatologists can tell you that. Well, if you're forcing the issue with man-made windmills, I said to my, my husband and many other people, I am not for those windmills. I don't know what they're going to do to destroy the the atmosphere. Well, at this point, uh, fortunately, they don't build windmills all that good, and you'll find lots of windmills in California that are just parked as ugly eyesores on the landscape, and they're no longer functioning. Because because they, they were paid for they were paid energy. to go put them there. They got government money to go put them there, and it didn't work. And they walked away, and we lost all that money for no reason because right. they shouldn't have had them in the first place. And so here they stand up, doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're just eyesores of the landscape. So that that's uh, the thing. But the, let's get back. Besides, to one more thing, I've got to tell you real quickly. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but. Uh, you know what they do? I was uh, over in Utah on a business, uh, business meeting, and I, we were traveling along through Utah. And here came this mirage of all these windmills. And thank God I wasn't driving. They hypnotize you. <laughs> they just absolutely, I was just shocked what they do to a living life, to the rhythm of a person's life. That, that windmill is creating un- unknowingly almost a hypnotism to people's lives around there that are coming in and out of that life. All those windmills doing that? I told my, but again, of course, I was probably in, in my head was playing tricks on me because I'm so anti-windmills. So. Right. <laughs> but anyway, what else have you found? Well, going back to the nanotechnology is that, like genetic engineering, there is, no governing laws. Uh, genetic engineering at least has some governing laws outside of this country, and many countries are banning them. There's a lot of fluffle uh, and riots and burning of fields of genetic engineering materials in Europe, but there's none of this information even touches vaguely any of the United States newspapers or mainstream media at all. It's 100% blackout in, in its entirety. Now, like genetic engineering, the nanotechnology doesn't get even the slightest amount of light. And yet, if you just typed in the word nanotechnology, cosmetics, nanotechnology, side effects, you will find just thousands upon thousands of pages of information and new products that are out on the market that are nanotized. You know, just just type in nanotized uh, cosmetics, nanotized car polish. You know, they're the common things, a nanotized... uh, self-replicating robots. Yes, 
even though you were thinking we're talking about science fiction, we are not. This technology does, in fact, exist and has been existing with us. And you have to realize people who are working with this, they're dumping it down the drains. There's no regulation. So when they're done with their experiments, where do they dump this stuff? Down the drain. Because mm-hmm. there's no regulation. And they're learning that our, our uh, drain systems are affecting our aquifers, our water, freshwater system, to the point that it's affecting people's lives. Oh, it most definitely is. And you know, I've seen quite a few lift stations, and those who don't know what a lift station is, the city uses gravity to pump the, uh, the um, sewage, so they'll pump it up 20 feet and drop it, pump it up 20 feet and drop it, and this is called a lift station. And normally lift stations last 20 to 30 years. And many cities across the United States, you'll see road construction all over the place, digging up the pipes and replacing the pipes. Why? Because all the lift stations and pipes are being chewed up in five to seven years instead of the normal 20 and 30 years. Oh, my so gosh. You imagine what's happening to the human skin. scrambling around trying to change their pipes and keep the infrastructure intact. And they're madly in town. Of course, people complain, oh, the water bill is so high. They must be making a killing. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Those guys are just barely trying to keep the seams together because mm-hmm. things are falling apart. Because what is Mother Nature's bigger hammer? When you start eating genetically engineered food, you start eating nanotized technology, Mother Nature does not know, has never seen these particles before, so she's going to whip out her sulfuric acid. That's her bigger hammer. Mm-hmm. So Now, what is, what is the nature? And I, acid, I, I, and that eats up your... A concrete, your conduits, and this is why you see road construction in every single city of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What do you believe is going to be uh, the challenges for uh, uh, the infrastructure of each country that's into this uh, uh, to deal with the unknown? Uh, because everything is becoming so expensive when they make these mistakes. When, mm-hmm. a, when they go out and they do something, as we're finding out here in the United States, and they found it out in other countries, but they're older than we are. We've still got a lot to learn because we're really young. We think we know so much. Young people, young societies think they know so much. Uh, I remember Winston, my grandfather, who was one of my best friends in my whole life, and I always watched his outlook on me whenever I would be talking like, oh, huh, kid, you know, and I always respected the fact that he was probably right, although I was very challenging uh, about how I looked at certain, um, uh, um, uh, my outlook on ideas in life and my opinions and so on. Uh, And I look at the United States as a young kid. We've got a lot to learn, and we think we know so much. Because we've been very fortunate, our forefathers gave us a lot of silver trays to do to put our menu on, and uh, we are very uh, we do not have a population to support financially a lot of mistakes, and that's what a lot of people forget. Winston, we do not have the enormous population to support mistake after mistake. Something's going to have to give. And this well, next generation. A lot of these things are not mistakes. They're deliberately done because, let's face it, people who are sick, well, you know what I there mean. are people who yeah, make money yeah, on you it. You know what I mean. The, mistakes yes. are, the word mistake in the dictionary can mean whatever intention. Yeah, but, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I'm a word analyst. But back to the whole thing, um, back to these young people today. And I look at them in the universities and younger, and they don't realize they don't know enough. 
and they're thinking they do. Uh, like, like if we're a good example is that all these kids taking the five-hour energy booster, you know, that's like burning oh. the candle to both ends. I, I watch my son. He's in his 20s. And one day he walks in. This is like four years ago. And I go, hey, you're balding. What are you doing? Why are you losing your hair? And he, he starts telling me what he was eating and blah, 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 as I ask. And I find out here's this kid taking two or three cans of this five-hour booster energy thing. And basically I said, that's no different from uh, taking cocaine and heroin. No, you're burning the candle on both ends. Right. Just because right. it's legal does not mean your body is taking the beating. Right. Look at your aging factor. You're aging incredibly fast. Right. And so, I, you know, I said, stop that, take some good protein powders, no soy, you know, go get some rice protein, you know, maybe, uh, maybe some whey protein, but don't take the soy and don't be taking this five-hour booster because you're just burning your system. Well, it, it, it startled me that our society was allowing it to be pushed on television mm-hmm. and the types of of uh, promotions that was given was uh, appealing to people who already have an addictive problem. Addiction does not mean it has to be alcohol, drugs, cigarettes. It could be chocolate. It could be anything that makes you feel like you want to be performing better. And we have some of us, some people have an addiction too, wanting to get better at how they do things by mental and, and awareness and and energy and more. But we're going to take a moment with our sponsor and we're going to come back and we'll get more into what is happening out there to our atmosphere that you've been talking about that's being affected by all of these ideas that we're trying to invent. And uh, But don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist. Did you know at the surface of your eyes are 98% water? And you've heard Winston and I discuss dehydration. When you are having a vision impairment, it's because of a dehydration, because at the surface of your eye is 98% water, and it's having to live when the eyelid is open. It's having to live with environment, the vapor that's in the air that is healthy or maybe not healthy, and no two eyes are alike. Everybody has a different eye. But with Nature Tears Eye Mist, you can supplement any time you wish, as often as you wish. And the exciting part for you gals who wear cosmetics, it doesn't even run the cosmetics. And it is wonderful by the computer and for contact lenses, burning, itching, and fatigue. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and be right back with Winston K.O. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Winston, I'm sure on everybody's mind as we're talking today, is what is happening with all the things you're discussing today to affect maybe the climate changing going on. Now, I've had scientists on here. That's their job. That's their research. And the earth is changing and always will change. It's had in the past, way before modern man were here, with all the modern conveniences that we complain that's causing nature to change its course, they had the same extreme Right. Climate. In other words, global warming is a farce. Because it, it is. Has, In fact, my people spots. have said, yes, it's a climate change. Right. And, and uh, now, with your background, with your background, what do you, what have you been analyzing? Well, one of the things that is a major climate change, of course, yes, it is sunspots. And uh, if you look into some of the history of the North Pole, you'll find uh, ships wrecked 280 miles inland. Trust me, nobody lugged an old ship 280 miles in, inland of Iceland. No, they used to sail through Iceland, okay? And Greenland is called Greenland because they used to have vineyards there. And the vineyards are still there at present time. They're just 12 feet deep underneath the snow, right? So they had global warming a lot warmer than we are today. We're still like 5 degrees or colder than true global warming way back in the Middle Ages. So... That's part of uh, Al Gore kind of omits to talk about this uh, great big global warming that they had, that ships used to sail for the North Pole. They don't talk about that. Well, Al Gore became a billionaire at talking about that. Yes. <laughs> oh, and he got an Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, again, are, there's are, a lot of people. He's got a lot of people on the planet. He also gets uh, uh, Nobel Peace Prizes, too. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the challenge is that uh, the team, those team players are all together. And uh, but uh, like you said, uh, the past uh, they've had much more extreme weather in the past. Although we're getting a very extreme weather, and they people want to blame it on man, and it's going to happen anyway. Although I just said today, I'm very concerned about the windmills because of what you mentioned mm-hmm. that it may cause a more a, Bigger problem. More dramatic, yes. And, of course, the windmills is just one very small drop in the bucket. There's still the chemtrails. I don't know if your show has talked much about chemtrails. No. What is chemtrail? Are you serious? No. I am serious. Well, 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 chemtrails are not contrails. Contrails is hot and cold air uh, emitted from the backside of the jet, and they disappear in 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Now I'm with you. I'm with you. I I thought you were talking about something about chemicals in the soil or... No, no, no. Chemtrails are what airplanes uh, uh, spray, right? And in chemtrails, there is aluminum, barium, and strontium-90 in it, and you can measure anybody's rainwater. In the East Coast, we should have pHs of 5, 5.5 pH for the rainwater and 4.5 to 5 pH in the West Coast. I have not seen a rain pH anything less than 7.5 in the last five, maybe six years. Uh, And on occasions when the conditions are just right, when it hasn't rained for quite a while and they've been spraying quite heavily, and then you have a rain. I've seen as high as 9.68 
pH in a rainbow when it's supposed to be 5 to 5.5. That is like 10,000 times too alkaline. And well, we're back to my concern about the air being affected by right. um, what our lifestyles. And, um, yeah, let and try, me, because let me I learned one of my first research pro, uh, was going into the human skin. And I could see where... Uh, uh, melanoma is going to be taking more lives in time or more people have melanoma than in time because of the air we're living in and the water vapor. Although the excitement over the weekend, as I heard some latest reports that they have found, uh, that they can, uh, they have a cure, not a cure, a treatment for melanoma if the person gets there in time. Uh, which I was so excited because I've done an enormous amount and contributed a lots of funding money toward that. Uh, toward that. But back to uh, uh, what else do you think we're going to have to be watching for as people, individuals? Well, well, as people, you know, you just have to be realized that this uh, water scarcity is created. It, it doesn't just happen. You know, that when, when you start seeing a, a city government that doesn't fix their dams, doesn't fix their dikes, uh, doesn't store water when they can or have the facility to store water Why and do they we remain agree with dry, you realize <laughs> that these things are deliberately done. They're oh, no, no, can I tell you something? Uh, I watch it. I think there are um, people who think this way. I think the people behind that are not thinking about tomorrow. Right. I think they're only thinking about themselves personally and the moment, and they're not caring. I, do, I really don't think it's so deliberate. I think it's one of those human attitudes. They don't understand. They don't care. And they, they're going to be out of office or dead before anybody figured out what they did wrong. Right. Now, well, I, did I see The motive is, uh, to me, irrelevant. The fact is that you do have dams and dikes and reservoirs I'm that are not I'm a believer of used. reservoirs. Huh? If they don't want to call them a dam, call them a reservoir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Reserve right. the water. Right. You know, uh, uh, and, and, and I've had on here from back east, one of the longest rivers in the country back east, and they have dams up and down that river that have never stopped the fish. The fish are doing fine. Yeah. And the water comes in from Canada through that area, and they have dams. And uh, that's called, res- I'll call them reservoirs. I'll call them anything but a dam if they don't want to like the word dam. But we need to, you're right, we need to protect that water for years and times when there's not going to be enough so that we can be learn how to recycle it. Okay, and also the other thing is collecting rainwater. Now there's several states, Colorado, and I think uh, Oregon makes collecting rainwater illegal. Yes, Oregon does, and I'm sitting right in Oregon. Can you believe that? And I mean, you have to realize this is it. malice of uh, Winston, I'll probably be arrested because I have my buckets all over my yard because <laughs> uh, uh, we have ponds uh, around uh, where we live and and uh, running water. And so I have uh, buckets around where I water my yeah, flowers and my plants with my buckets. Is, uh, but, but I have, have my buckets. Cistern, that's when you get into trouble. Yeah, I have my buckets upside down so that if we're watering the yard, the water goes into the bucket too, and I can use that water also. And, I mean, I just... <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. So- I mean, they're, they're just recently, I think recently, as in three or four months ago, there was some, uh, some man in uh, uh, Oregon who actually got arrested and thrown in jail for collecting rainwater. Well, we also had a little girl about two years ago arrested because she had a lemonade stand. <laughs> oh, okay. 
great. I mean, I'm sitting in the state I was born in. I love my state. It is so beautiful. I love the people here. But I will tell you, we there extremists don't realize how how disastrous extreme is. There mm-hmm. should be a rhythm called algorithm, and an algorithm keeps going back to the center. And for some reason, people think going extreme is going to create a, a whatever. They don't realize it causes an a, a irregularity to the rhythm of Earth. It'll yeah, be irregular. Right. Yeah. So basically it's being more and more aware and also continue to do more good work and uh, flourishing and prospering in spite of uh, people trying to do in the world, right? because they, they are, those who try to do in the world are always there trying to do in the world. The people who create wars, make wars, fund wars, are always the same people. Well, we know all that. over the world that the wars that have been going on for centuries because because of the concern and fear of no water, and they're always right. after other states, other countries, other cities that have water. So those wars are subtle. People, they're not saying we're doing this for, because of water, but they are. And right. uh, they're proving without a doubt and uh, that people are afraid of the lack of water in our country. It's going on with when subtly, but one day in the future, if we don't figure the recycling out. Now, Winston, we've had uh, the recycling of the Singapore water, and I think that's exciting. And you in Florida recycled your water from the wetlands with those canals. Yeah, I don't know much about that, but the, because the recycled water that they uh, give here uh, is very, very uh, toxic and cannot be used to plant your vegetables in it uh, and still be edible. So I elected not to have uh, reclaimed water in my place. So I had to pay $18 a month to not have any water given to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you had and, and I said, can I have uh, not to have a reclaimed water? They says, if you choose to have reclaimed water, we're going to come in and fill your well. In other words, plug it, so you will never be able to use it again. Mm-hmm. So I had to pay eighteen dollars a month just not to have the water. So th- these are these are, as far as I'm concerned, seriously infringements on my personal so rights. So is that ha- is that happening very very many places around uh, the country? I think so, yes. I, I don't think my city is uh, unusual or strange in their mm-hmm. attitude of how they are doing it. I think it's probably standard operating procedure. Now, you're living in, do you live in Clearwater? Yes. And uh, that's got a beautiful reputation for beauty. Uh, it, uh, with the beaches, they're some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Yeah, it is some of the prettiest beaches in the world, but uh, I never go there because it's too crowded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Living in Clearwater, I don't think, uh, I haven't seen the Clearwater Beach in, oh, maybe three or four years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So what do you do to stay connected to the, to the land? And the, oh, I uh, go south or go north by, you know, 50 miles, 60 miles, just to avoid Clearwater Beach just because I, I hate going to a beautiful white sand beach packed full of people. Tighter than sardines, you know. Uh, Yeah, I do. Well, we all have our own personal, uh, because I'm very, uh, here in Oregon, uh, we live on the Rogue River, about 12 minutes from the city of Grants Pass, and a a 1,600-foot cabin. Uh, Many, 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 over 30-odd years ago, uh, we saw it, and I fell in love with cabin living, living, and uh, 
and I love the outdoors, although I don't get to go hiking like I used to or go rafting down the river the way I used to because I'm so busy at my job, but I do. But uh, I'm, I'm very uh, set back into uh, uh, removing myself from too much population because I love living in a cabin. Right. And, uh, but back to the show today now. Uh, the nanotechnolo- nanotechnology, what else are they calling it besides nanotechnology? Are there other descriptions for people to recognize? Uh, yeah, they're just making it smaller, or they make it, uh, they'll say, like, vitamin C, more efficient vitamin C delivery systems. You Is know, that what they, they're they, saying? And what uh, about the crops that are being grown? What about that technology? What are they calling uh, they, that? They, they don't call it anything other than they just call it regular food, you know. There's no labeling laws in the United States, so... Uh, you, you and I can't really know. Mm-hmm. There's just mm-hmm. no laws governing it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the, the, the governing society says it's the same as previously known, or, you know, so they just generally accept it as uh, safe. Now, how did you get started, and how long have you been doing what you do? In uh, 25 years for the agriculture end. Yeah, I've been doing mine of over 30 and water research. Right. Um, now, what got you started in being uh, fascinated? What got me started was very simple. Uh, I looked at the agriculture and I go, boy, I could be deaf, dumb, and blind and still do something constructive for the world of agriculture because they have done things so wrong, so far south in the wrong direction that there's nothing I could do that couldn't possibly improve the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, they came along with genetic engineering since I started, and they came around with nanotechnology for their fertilizers and sprays. So they are progressively heading even further south mm-hmm. with uh, more and more destructive technologies. And so I've come up with ways of growing totally high-density, nutritious food. And this is what going or go beyond organic is all about. Now, do you go in and work with the uh, farmers themselves and the individual, the companies that have big greenhouses? I used to. Uh, I don't do that because many farmers cannot follow instructions. I'm sorry to say that. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to reset up a, a, a show-and-tell school mm-hmm. and uh, eventually uh, open the school so that people can see, like, this is how you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And because there's an infinite number of ways of doing it wrong, and there's only one or two right ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's the biggest problem is following instructions and uh, dealing with every piece of land has different problems, different water issues. It does. It's all, it all its own and, individual. And the water is behavior. always the number one thing we address. You know, the water right. has to be corrected. The right. structure has to be re-corrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every time somebody throws an atomic bomb, the water structure gets changed and it induces fungus. Uh, the chemtrails with all this high levels of aluminum and barium and strontium, the pH goes really, really high, and then the naturally occurring actions such as absorb calcium, being able to absorb um, uh, iron, uh, no longer occurs. That's just the way it is. Uh, if you have a highly alkaline rain, you cannot absorb iron. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem many uh, farmers and home growers, they're seeing 
yellowing or the leaves, okay, splotchy yellow spots, variegated plants becoming super variegated plants. Well, the problem is it's too high of an alkalinity. So I have written a book uh, on the subject called Growing Gold and basically tells you how do you address this high alkaline rain, what do you have to do in order to get the plants to be able to re- absorb calcium and zinc and iron so that they don't turn yellow on you or uh, allow fungus to come in and de- destroy your whole crop. Right? Mm-hmm. This is a very, very big issue in the growing world uh, because most farmers don't know to compensate for uh, the alkaline problem, which means they need to make the soil more acid. Now, when they get into a different technology of how they water their crops and the, mm-hmm. the difference between on-the-ground watering to misting watering mm-hmm. with their irrigation or uh, spray watering or night watering or morning watering or afternoon watering, what is your theories on that? Because well, they're trying to learn how, they use the, how to use the water more effectively. Well, definitely you're supposed to be watering in the nighttime because the vectors, which is means exactly. that the direction of the water in the nighttime is coming down towards the ground. This is why you have dew forming in the nighttime where the water exactly. vapor goes downwards. If you water in the daytime and you, you're using not drip irrigation, but you're using sprinkling, right, and you're jetting the water through the air, well, the vectors are upwards. So you will lose 85% of your water through evaporation. Exactly. And I'm glad so the audience this is could hear why you have yeah, the daytime, true. nighttime watering and the argument. There shouldn't be any argument. If you water, you need to water in the nighttime. But then they say, but if we water in the nighttime, we get fungus. Well, if you water in the nighttime and you get fungus, that means your water structure is incorrect. You there need we go. to call me. I have <laughs> earth core. We have water conditioners that will condition the structure of the water so that you can water in the nighttime and you will not have fungus, right? So this is a water structure issue. So, you know, it, it, I, get, I just get so excited when I think about the farmers of our country and our world. They're the most hero They're heroes. Uh, they obviously have a passion. They're depending upon technology to help them because it's like a doctor who goes to practice medicine. They're not the inventors of what they're practicing with. The, the, right. Inventions do that. The farmers need technology inventions to improve. We've had on here some of the largest organic farmers in North Dakota, South Dakota, and uh, what they did to improve their, uh, because they only have a few inches of rain a year, they improved the way they rototilled and added mm-hmm. the, uh, the hay and the manures to the soil, rotated it more commonly per season, and so on. And that's something we have to learn in this right. country and all over the world is when you go to bed at night there's a certain amount of moisture in the air and then you go to during the day there's certain ways to live during the day and how to eat we need to learn how to eat on this planet earth because we're not looking at it with living with the earth we're looking like earth's going to live with us because i eat this right but I mean, we only have a moment left how would you <laughs> like to leave the audience uh you know give an example is my my front lawn has never been watered in 20 years. Why? Because the moisture content is there. I use water conditioners and I add organics to it. So if you want to find out more about it, you know, uh, look up my website, gobeyondorganic.com. Mm-hmm. G-O-B-Y-O-N-D, organic. Now I'm going to ask you real quickly, organic. do you have a green lawn? <laughs> 
Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> Send me a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a green lawn. Okay. And actually, oh, my gosh. That, that is an interesting description, how you did that. Well, yeah, right, never water it. I just, what I did was for the first five to eight years, all I did was drop wood chips on the front lawn. Uh-huh. And I just wood chip, wood chip, wood chip, and the wood chips eventually broke. Now, remember, now when you mow, do you mow it? I am more than you, behind the eight ball because we have no soil here in Florida. I know we're out of time, but do you mow it? No, oh yeah, of course we have to mow okay, it. Okay, when like you mow it, do you, do you, uh, do you leave the, uh, the... Absolutely, the leaves backed out? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you leave the grass on the lawn. Yes. Okay, there we go. Well, thank you so much. And I guess they could go to gobeyondorganic.com to find you. Right. All right. Well, let's do this again. I always enjoy having you on. Likewise, Sharon. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, you have a nice day. Bye-bye now. Be well. Well, whatever you want to learn, come to Facebook, my Sharon Kleina, K-L-E-Y-N-E, uh, Facebook and Twitter. And listen to me on, of course, you're listening to us on Voice America and Apple iTunes and more. Uh, you can go to the website and learn more about that. Uh, this has been a very good show for you to pick up a lot of information. Sometimes we'll discuss things you already have heard or maybe we've talked about before. But remember, can we learn enough and can we be reminded? I often notice that if we don't stop at a street without the stop sign, we haven't been reminded that maybe we should stop and take a look both ways before the stop sign's there. So just remember, if we repeat things, it's a reminder of things you should be learning. But let's congratulate all the farmers all over the world and all that they're trying to do to get, get us to our grocery stores. The most beautiful produce I have ever seen in my life and getting healthier all the time. I want to thank you for listening today. I really did appreciate it. You're a very special part of my life to be able to come on each week. Uh, embrace your life, every precious moment. But girth is whispering. Earth does whisper to you if you're willing to listen. And don't take it, leave something behind of yourself. You're that important. Don't take it all with you. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.